Welcome to Reddit Reads, r slash pro revenge. Our first Reddit post is from deleted. Pro divorce. Throw away as this might not make me very popular, even in pro revenge. This all happened to me a few years ago. I told a friend the story of my divorce, and I was told to share. Started a few years ago. I thought we were happy. We were your usual suburban professional couple. Financially secure, healthy, good sex life. I thought we had a healthy social life. We were going through one of your typical married couple rough patches. Both of us were working long hours, not spending enough time together. We were going through some developmental problems with my son and tensions in the house were running a little high. I noticed that she was spending a lot more time on her phone texting with her girlfriends. I didn't think much of it. I started making a much more concerted effort to get out of work when I could help around the house and be more emotionally available, but over the course of a few weeks the gulf just kept getting wider. I ended up accidentally finding some messages when I charged up an old iPad for my son to use. Her FB messenger was still logged in, and there were a lot of highly questionable messages with a guy from her hometown who I will call Jimbo Cooter or JBC for short. The messages weren't completely inappropriate, but I could tell there were quite a few missing based on the times and context of the messages. I made a mental note to keep an eye on this and went about trying to fix things up. The next day, after I took the day off to knock out some projects that I thought would make her happy, and left her some sweet notes reminding her how much I appreciated her, she was once again in the corner of the living room texting her girlfriends. This comment is from Langagernity. This is brutal, efficient, cold, calculating, and downright impressive. If this doesn't belong in Pro Revenge, nothing does. This comment is from Teamable. This is exactly what belongs in Pro Revenge. This comment is from Filer. I am actually torn. On one hand, the divorce was handled as it should be, especially as a male with evidence and time locking the stand. On another op took the extra 10 miles and went full tyrant on his ex and swindled his children's emotions. I suppose my reaction is somewhere along the lines of good job, but fuck. Our next Reddit post is from Matchbox. Apple's holier than how attitude is their undoing in court. A few disclosures before we begin, I was an Apple retail employee for two years and amicably resigned in favor of full-time post-college employment several months before this unfolded. Additionally, the central issue of this post seems minor. I didn't want to change my password, so some may find this more appropriate for retire Vange, but as it involves an extensive court battle, I think a pro revenge is a better venue. Although the main issue will definitely make me look petty, it was the straw that broke the camel's back based on Apple's pompousness throughout the issue. About a year and a half ago, I was having issues with both my MacBook and iPhone, and went on to schedule a Genius Bar appointment. This used to be an easy task. You just went to the support site and scheduled one, but over time, Apple has foolishly attempted to reduce the load on the Genius Bars by putting up various roadblocks to getting an appointment. I assume Angela has just decided that this is cheaper than hiring more staff, and that most of the customers are rabid enough to still buy Apple tech despite the blow this causes to decent customer service. 
After finally jumping through a number of hoops to get a Genius Bar appointment, I'm prompted to enter my Apple aid and password. I'm told that since it's been three months, I need to change it for what is now probably the tenth time since having that Apple aid. I can continue to use it on the App Store and iCloud and such. Having gone through this for the last several times to get an appointment, I finally hit my wits and decided it's an unnecessary step to just get my products serviced and escalate the matter through the BBB. Apple's initial response to the BBB is a form letter saying that I need to just change the password because it's in my best interests for security reasons and that they won't make any exceptions. I respond again, indicating that this is bad customer service and incongruent with the Apple Credo customer service principles that all employees are trained in. Their next response was that Apple considers this matter closed. I hate that response. It's corporate speak for you're not worth our time anymore, go away. The BBB closed the case shortly thereafter. I do some research and determined that through my Apple Car policy that I was paying for on both devices, there was actually no catch-all clause for why Apple could refuse to service the device. There were several exclusions, but arbitrary account security requirements were not part of them. I file suit in small claims court for replacement value of the laptop and phone. Here's where things got interesting. I show up to the court date, and the case is called. I come up to my podium, and at the defendant's podium appears the manager from the store I used to work at. It was in the same county as the court, but significantly farther away than an Apple store that was actually a mile from the courthouse. I never confirmed this, but I think Apple didn't pay attention to the details of the complaint on the form, just did a name lookup. The judge asks me to explain why I am suing, and in about a minute I'm able to concisely explain that Apple was putting up an unnecessary and extra-contractual blockade. The judge then turns to the store manager, who has arrived at court in a shirt and jeans. I'm in a full suit out of respect for the court. But before asking for Apple's side of the story, asks if the manager is a lawyer. The manager says he is not. The judge says that my state's laws require that only a chief executive or registered agent can represent a company in court, or they have to hire a lawyer to remove it to a higher district court. The manager responds that he understands, but that he's happy to set up a genius bar appointment right here, right now at my convenience to get the products repaired. The judge deems this reasonable. We agree on a time for me to come into my old store for service, and the case is continued for two weeks out on the chance that things don't work out. I attend my appointment, and the technician is able to resolve all of my issues. And in addition, a senior Apple technician contacts me by email to indicate that he's overriding the password expiration requirement on my Apple ID and I will never have to change it again. Cool deal, but I'm still out 60 for filing this court case to actually get things moving along. I appear for the continued court date, and the same manager appears again too. The docket is especially busy on this date, and we have a different judge who is slashing through cases, Nininson's. We are called, and I indicate that while we were able to resolve the problems with my equipment, since the original trial and am no longer seeking replacement value for my products, 
I should not have had to sue Apple to get this type of treatment that aligned with their contractual obligations to me as an Apple Car customer and believe that I should be awarded the 60 in court fees. The judge turns to the store manager and asks if he is a lawyer. Manager says no. Judge too gives him the same spiel. Manager retorts that he still believes that the court fees shouldn't be Apple's responsibility because blah 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 and judge pressed for time turns to me and says I assume you don't want to have to come back here again for them to get a lawyer I say no thinking that he's going to give me the full 60 but instead he says okay then you'll just split it so that we don't have to waste 30 to the plaintiff according to my state's laws a prevailing party gets all of their court costs as such I really disagree with the way the judge handled that splitting it because he was in a hurry I reach out to Apple's paralegal who had emailed me right after the original trial to confirm that genius bar appointment, cite the relevant law and say that the judge was pretty clearly in the wrong, and ask Apple to just cut me a check. Otherwise, I'd have to appeal. I was more or less appealing to their common sense. They didn't have any responding that they would follow the court's judgment only and cut a check for 30. I think their pompousness continued in assuming that I was bluffing about the appeal. This comment is from Senelvra. The issue was petty, but the execution was definitely pro. This comment is from Alatlin in 1970. Yes, appearing pro se in small claims in circuit court court, securing a continuance, researching the law and appealing to circuit court, and chasing Wachovia to enforce a judgment is hardcore lawyering. You have steel under breeches to house brass balls. IAAL the trivial issue resulted in pro revenge. This comment is from MYNAMEISNOTRALPH. The size of the judgment may make it feel like petty, but that's exactly what Apple is counting on if it's not too big of a dollar value. The customer won't take it, and they're banking on the customer to eat these costs, forgive them, and buy the next product. Pro all round for me. That was Reddit Reads, r slash pro revenge. If you like this content, please subscribe and click the bell icon so you are notified of new uploads. We upload new videos every day. Also subscribe to our Patreon, as that will help us a lot. See you next time.